Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me again for this Monday encouragement time. I pray that you receive something and hear a word that encourages you and empowers you to be everything that God has called you to be. All right. And so today I wanted to, to continue to talk to you about our identity in Christ. And so last time we talked about uh, our identity in Christ being established before the foundations of the world, just like in the book of Jeremiah, where he told him before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, I sanctified you or and I ordained you. God has established our identity before in the eternal place and also understanding that the things that God says about me, what God says about me is the only thing that is consistent, that is continual, and that is constant. God's word over my life, God's blessing over my life is consistent and never changing. And I stand in that identity because the things about our lives, the things in our world, they will shift and change on us in a minute. But what God says about me is consistent and unchanging in Christ. All right. And so I wanted to continue uh, with a part two of this identity in Christ. And so today we want to look at just a few things about what does God say about me? What is my identity in Christ? And we'll be, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter one again, uh, Ephesians chapter one, and just a few verses uh, from this to understand our identity in Christ, who we are. It's so important for us to know who we are in Christ, because when we know who we are, then we can be fully about the mission and the assignment that God has for us in this earth while we are here, all right? And so uh, Ephesians chapter four, uh, rather chapter one, starting in verse three, it says, praise be to God, to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That is the first thing about our identity is that we are blessed people. We are blessed people. Now we have heard a lot of teaching, a lot of preaching about being blessed and about being highly favored and, and all that. And that's all wonderful, you know, and, but this is, this is more, this is not about money or material things or about a nice house or a nice BMW. This is way beyond that. This is about spiritual blessings. We are blessed in the spirit first. Our spirit is blessed, is secured, is upright, is in righteousness in Christ as we continue to submit ourselves to him. That is the blessing of being in the spirit. The Bible says he's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. And so the reason that my natural is blessed is because my spirit is blessed. Every blessing that I experience in the natural, every blessing that I see in the natural is an overflow of the blessing of Christ in my spirit, the blessing that he has poured out to me in my spirit. That's where the blessing begins. And that's where my identity begins. We talked about this. It starts in the spirit and the blessing in Christ, the blessing in God is a spiritual blessing that overflows into the natural. So the first thing is that I'm a blessed person, but not just blessed with money, not blessed with material things, but blessed in my spirit upright and secure in my spirit. All right. And so let's keep going. Verse number four, it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. It says he chose us in him. So we are chosen in him. We are chosen to be in him. We have been handpicked by him. Now, I watch a lot of sports. I'm watching, you know, basketball, football. So I always like to watch, you know, the NBA drafts, NFL drafts. And so you hear these people who are, you know, first round picks. You know, they're the best of the college ranks. And so when it's time for the NFL draft, this, this you know, big time quarterback from the University of Texas, you know, he's the first round pick, the number one guy. And that's who we are in Christ, right? We are first round picks. He says, I chose you first. I chose you even before you got into the earth as we talked about, right? He says, I chose you. I handpicked you to be holy and to be blameless. The Bible says in 
John 15 and 6, Jesus told the disciples, he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Jesus told him, he's like, you ain't choose me. He's like, you ain't here because of your own doing. You ain't here because you decided to be a good idea to serve God and to get saved. No, no. He says, you're here because I handpicked you and I, I picked you out of your mess. I picked you out of sin. I picked you out of depravity and I chose you to be in me and that is your identity is that you are chosen in me and not only that he says he chose you in him but he also says before the creation of the world he chose us to be holy and to be blameless holy and to be blameless now I grew up hearing hearing a lot about you know holiness and what it means to be holy and my god a lot of <laughs> a lot of interesting messages about being holy but I love to think about this holiness, right, in the right context is that God chose me to be holy, to be set apart, to be sacred, to be sanctified. He chose me for this. And I begin to think about this some more because, because you know, I'm a pastor, I'm a minister, all these things. But God didn't choose me for a platform. He didn't choose me just to be in the ministry and to be a pastor and all that. It's like, yeah, that, that's, that's a part of it. But he first chose me to be holy. He first chose me not to just preach a message, not to just, you know, look nice on, on Facebook, to look nice on, on YouTube, all that to, 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 to preach nice messages. But he says, first, I chose you to be holy. So before I chose you to do anything else, before I chose you to go talk to anybody else, before I chose you to go give to anybody else, I chose you first to be like me and be holy because the Bible says, he says, he says, be holy because I am holy. And really, too, it also it also takes 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 the, the striving out of it, because when we think about holiness, sometimes it's like something we just, oh, Lord, we striving for holiness and we're trying to live right and we're trying to do right. But 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 it's not something we're striving for. It's something I was chosen to be. And that's to walk in holiness. The Bible says in first Peter two and nine, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood and a holy nation. We were chosen to walk in holiness. We were chosen to walk in holiness. So not only did he choose me in him, he handpicked me, but he chose me to walk in holiness. So let's keep it moving. So then we see in verse number five in Ephesians chapter one, it says that he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. So he chose me in him. He chose me to be holy. He chose me to be set apart. And he also predestined me for adoption. So I've been adopted as a son, adopted into the family of God, adopted to be, to walk out as a son in the kingdom, to walk out in relationship with him as a good father that he is, to walk out the rights of a son, to walk out in the stature of a son, to not have to live in my relationship with God as an orphan child, to not have to live as, as, as someone who does not have a father, to not have to live as someone who does not have a relationship or a covering from the father God, but I can live and I can stand up strong as a son of God, as a son of God. The Bible says in Romans 8, 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Indeed, if we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So we are his sons and we are joint heirs with Christ and God predestined us to be adopted in such a way. That we can now stand with Christ. We can be, be joint heirs with Christ because we are sons and daughters of God. And there are rights and there are privileges and there are stature that comes with being a son of God. I am chosen to be a son of God. 
That is part of my identity in Christ is that I am a son of God. So I can come to my father at any time. I can come to my father and say, hey, it's me, dad. What's going on? Listen, let me talk to you about something, dad. You know what I'm saying? Not as a a genie. Not as a, I need you to do this, 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 and this. But as a relationship with the father. And if you know anything about a father-son relationship, there is nothing like the affirmation of a father to the sons. There is nothing like the affirmation of a father to the son. So when God the father affirms us as his sons and daughters, that strengthens us in our identity in Christ. And we are chosen just for that. We are chosen just for that. And this is the last thing I want to tell you right here. This is just to sum it up. We're not going to deal with it all. Just to sum it up. The last thing that sums up our identity in Christ is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us. Now, as you see some music stuff back here, I'm a musician. I mainly play keyboard. I keep my guitars hanging up too. play a little guitar here and there. You know what I'm saying? Do some singing, all these things. Right. And so I can appreciate a musical masterpiece, a musical album. That's like, man, that was you could play that album front to back. That was a masterpiece. Even if you go back into older days, you hear about even classical music like a Mozart, like a Vivaldi, like a bass. Beethoven, like like Tchaikovsky, all of these different people, right? These people created masterpieces that we look at, pieces of music that have lived way beyond them. Even we think about uh, uh, Michelangelo and, and, and paintings and sculptures and all these different things are considered masterpieces. You are a masterpiece. That's what the word says about us in Christ. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. That should give me some level of, 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 of confidence to be able to stand up and stick my chest out just a little bit and say, I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece for, for, for those who have been beaten down and told they were nothing, for those who have been pushed down and told that they were stupid, and told those that do, who've been cast aside and told that they were ugly, know that you are God's masterpiece. That is your identity from this day forward. Not, not, not broke down, not busted and disgusted, not, not hurting, not, 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 none of these evil things, none of these, these untrue things. The truth is that you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us for good works in Christ Jesus. And that is our identity. In Christ is a masterpiece, a son of God, chosen to be holy, chosen to be set apart, chosen before the foundations of the world and chosen to be adopted and adopted as a son of God. So I hope that you receive that word today. I hope that you know that you are somebody, that you are God's masterpiece. And in Christ, as we continue to submit ourselves to him, as we continue to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, he continues to stand us up as his masterpiece in in, in a strong identity in Christ Jesus. That is who we are. And so I pray you receive that today. I pray that you heard a word and you received the word that empowered you. And encourage you to be everything that God has designed and predestined for you to be because you are his masterpiece. And so I hope you receive that today. And I'll be with y'all next week uh, to share some more. All right. Y'all have a good one. Peace.